ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋ ಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರ ವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುರೇವ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ we are in the 12th shloka <coughs> repeat after me vasur vasumana satyah samatma sammitas samaha amogha pundari kaksho ವೃಷಕರ್ಮಾವೃಷಾಕೃತಿ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಬಿಫೋರ್ ವಿ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಮಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಅ ಕನ್ಫರ್ಮೇಶನ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಥ್ರೀ ಬೀನ್ ಟರ್ನ್ ಆನ್ ವಸುರ್ ವಸುಮನ ಸತ್ಯ ಸಮಾತ್ಮ ಸಂಮಿತ ಸಮಃ ಅಮೋಘ ಪುಂಡರೀಕಾಕ್ಷ ವೃಷಕರ್ಮ ವೃಷಾಕೃತಿ ಸೊ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಫಿನಿಶ್ಡ್ ಯಸ್ಟರ್ಡೇ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ಪಾಯಿಂಟರ್ಸ್ ಟುವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮ ನೌ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರಾಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಎ ಸೆಂಚುರಿ ವಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ಹಿಕಪ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಸಚಿನ್ ತೆಂಡೂಲ್ಕರ್ಸ್ ನೈಂಟಿ ನೈನ್ ವಿ ಫಿನಿಶ್ಡ್ ಹಂಡ್ರೆಡ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ವಿತ್ ಗಾಡ್ಸ್ ಗ್ರೇಸ್ ವಸು ವಸುಮನಾಹ ಸತ್ಯ ಸಮಾತ್ಮ ಸಂಮಿತ ಸಮಃ ವಸು ವಸ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಟು ಲಿವ್ ಟು ಬಿ ವಸು ಟು ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದಿಸ್ ವರ್ಡ್ ಆರ್ ದಿಸ್ ರೂಟ್ ವಸ್ that we have the words like nivasa nivasa means house and because the entire body lives in the cloth therefore the cloth is also called vasas vasas means cloth so nivasa vasas and all these are the root words from the uh, from the uh, root word of vasa or vas ವಸು ವಸಂತಿ ಸರ್ವೂತಿ ಅಷು ಅಯಮಿ ವಸತಿ ವಸು ದ ವನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ವೆರಿ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ಎಲಿಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಎವ್ರಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವೈ ಹಿ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ದಿ ಪರಮ ನಿವಾಸ the greatest abode and tirupati balaji is also called shri nivasa 
the abode of the dwelling place of Mother Shri. It is not just her abode. It is not just you know, the wife's uh, abode. It is all us children's abode as well. So, he is called the Parama Nivasa. The final or the greatest abode that we should aspire to live in. So that we all live in this Vishwam, he has made sure that we are comfortably put up in this Vishwam. And there are eight forces which he has established to maintain this nature in equilibrium, in balance. They are also called Vasu, because of whom we live in. Of all these, <clears throat> Vasunam Pavakas Chasmin. He says, therefore, among the Vasu, I am the Pavaka. Pavaka, not the Tamil Pavaka. In Tamil, Pavaka means bitter gold. Right? Pavaka means bitter gold. So, it is not in Tamil word. Because sometimes when we are chanting and you have the script also in the native language and you keep wondering why is Bhagavan called a bitter gold? So it is not to be understood in Tamil. In Sanskrit, Pavaka means air. Air that which sustains everything. Air that which purifies everything. Vasunam of all these eight elements that are established to maintain the balance in this Vishwam so that everybody can thrive, live in and prosper. Of them, the air is the most vital one. So therefore, Vasu can here mean the Vayu Devata as well because he is the very prana for everybody. Vasuhu Vasumanaha 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 means Prashastam Manaha Yasya Saha Vasumanaha. Prashastam Manaha, the one whose mind is in equipoise, the one whose mind is in constant peace. There are two kinds of people who are at peace. Who are they? Those who create disturbance for others, they are totally at peace. And those, in spite of these shattering events, can maintain their calmness. How do they maintain that calmness? Because their minds, vasumanaha means, sumana just doesn't mean that it is the calm mind. It is the reason for being that calm is called Sumana or Vasumana. And what is that reason? It is because of that intense purity. Ragadveshadhivihi Kleshaihi Madadivihi Upakleshaischa Yato Na Kalushitam Chittam Tat Tat Manaha Prashastam. 
So what do you mean by purity? So the beautiful definition is Ragadveshadivihi Kleshaihi Madadibihi Upakleshaischa Yataha Nakalushitam Chittam Yasya. The one whose Antakkarana is not polluted, Kalushitam. Kalushitam polluted by what? Ragadveshadivihi by likes and dislikes. Now, wherever there are likes and dislikes, what, uh, what does it generate? It generates Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mada, Matsara. And then he says, Upaklesha Ischa and their byproducts. These are the main kleshas. Shadripu, six major enemies. Now, Kama, Krodha, Lobha, Moha, Mada, Matsara, Asmita, Abhinivesha. All these, you know, the, the different products of the Kamakrodha. Upaklesha ischa. Na chittasya, in the chitta, in the mind, in the antakkarana, not even leshavat. Not even a trace of it. That is called a pure mind. And where is the root of all these things? Personal Likes and dislikes. See, the mind cannot be an answer. Because we keep blaming the Lord, you know, what to do? Bhagavan has created such a horrible mind for me. You know, it, 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 it always is like a dog's tail. Never can be straightened. Always is crooked. Do anything, it always sees in a wrong direction. It always does in, in a wrong direction. Always... Perceives everything in a negative attitude. Don't blame the mind. Don't blame the Lord for having given us that mind. Why? Because in this creation, as He created each one of us, He made sure that He give us the best of the material. Now, why do you all really work so hard, come to a totally different country, culturally different and you try to really earn a good living, why are you slogging so much? I know, we take, a, we take quite a pleasure in rubbing that into our next generation, in our kids, when they don't listen to us, don't we rub that point? Oh, quite effectively actually. <laughs> we keep telling them that, you know, we are slogging so that you don't have to, so that you can be provided for. When we as mortals think about providing to our children the best of the best, that which even we did not experience, that which even we did not have for our pleasure, don't we try providing that kind of best to our children? Now when we call that Paramatma as Tomeva Mata Chapita Tvameva Tomeva Bandhuscha Sakhatvameva Oh Lord, you are my parent, you are my father, you are my mother, you are my everything. Now such Lord who is our everything, who is our mother and father, would he ever provide anything less than the best. 
when we as mortals try to give the best of the best, now he with his immortality and amazing resources, would he ever give us cheap stuff? Okay, put them with this third degree, third class, degraded, China made. Would he ever do that? And though in fact even China is made by him. <laughs> they may not agree. He has given the best sattvic antakkarana. The entire antakkarana, mana, buddha, chitta, ahankara, all of them are made of the sattvic, the subtlest, purest of the elements. But what do we carry in that? All junk, trash. You may have a amazing bag. And the purses and the wallets after a while are like, you know, so bulky. And once in a while, once in a blue moon, how often do you clean up? I don't know, so I'm just asking. Once in six months. I'm just taking the input that I just got. Aren't you amazed what kind of kachda is inside? What kind of unnecessary things that we have been lugging around, we have been carrying around. And once you clean it up, how much of it is cleaned? All the unnecessary things are thrown away. Is it really 5% that you throw away? My ears are sharp. When you whisper, I can hear. She agrees. Our antakkarana is also like that. See, many people don't take me through their garage into their house. By habit, you know, the husband drives through the garage and then remembers, he almost has opened the garage halfway through, then remembers, oh, really, really. my wife will really scold me after you are left. Don't mind something, another two minutes. It takes again another route and comes through the front. So I was thinking that this was out of maryada, you know, to give a proper welcome. But it is only later that I understood. There is something hidden in it. And what is it that is hidden? Because that garage is actually a junkyard. Everything that can be stored if you are living in that house for the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years, everything will be there in that storage. Plastic spoon, pins, thumb tags, that which you have not used for 20 years, they will still be there. I can understand some sentimental value wherein the kid's first project or the kid's first artwork, you maintain it, I still can understand. Things that you have never turned using for years and years and years, it keeps in the dump yard. Our antakkarna is also like that. And because of these constant junk that we maintain, it leaves a heavy layer of likes and dislikes. 
And with these likes and dislikes, when we perceive the world outside, we are so clogged, we are so blocked, that our vision can only perceive Raga Dvesha Yukta Darshana. What we see is not what is, but what my likes and dislikes ordain me to see. Because that which I like becomes good, that which I don't like becomes bad. It all depends about the like and dislike. And our entire life and pursuit is drained only through these two channels. It is like the horse which has the blinds. Raga, Dvesha. And we have these two blinds and we keep running only based on those two blinds that we carry. And this Raga Dvesha leads to Kama. Ask any sixth grader in our Chinmaya mission. Their syllabus talks about the ladder of fall. Kama leads to Krodha, Krodha leads to Moha, Moha leads to Buddhinasha, Buddhinasha leads to whatever situation we are in right now. Total patana downfall. Buddhinashat pranashyati. Nashyati, not just downfall. You get ruined. And then, yes, it does get frustrating when at that pranasya kala, when you are totally in a ruined state, some mahatma comes by and says, you know, you should be happy with what you have. I am already frustrated, how can I be happy? Frustration is not because we are not able to get what we like or we are not able to throw away what we dislike, but it is because of those likes and dislikes. And that mind is called pure which does not have any of this klesha, any of this kalusha, pollution. In fact, Bhagavan says it very clearly in Bhagavad Gita. He says, Name asti kartavyam, trishulokeshu kinchana. I do not have any responsibility or obligation that binds me to create, not create or to maintain. But to stand as a role model, I do exactly that which is required to maintain this creation in balance. From his standpoint, he does not need to do anything. And we have a, a nice symbolic gesture from him. So there was, I take kid families to Yatra in India. Once we were in a temple, and it was the temple of Padmanabha. Padmanabha, where Bhagavan Vishnu is in a sleeping posture. Shantakaram, Bhujagashayanam, Padmanabham, Suresham. So he is Shanta, definitely because he is sleeping. So, there was this kid who comes to me and says, Why is this God always sleeping? <laughs> so, that day my mood and what came out as an answer was, He has been waiting for too many eons, not years, too many eons. That there is nobody who comes to him with a sincere prayer 
So he is waiting, waiting, waiting and in that waiting he has gotten into Yoga Nidra. So the kid immediately says, so if I pray he is not going to answer then I will have to find a different God. I said, no. It is only sincere and innocent minds when they pray that he gets out of that yoga nidra to come into their lives. See, Bhagavan is nish kalusha. There is absolutely no kalusha in his mind. There is no favoritism in his mind. And this entire creation is supported impartially. Everybody, does he even have a stipulation that if you pray unto me alone, you will have air to breathe. If you pray unto me alone, you will have water to drink. He is not a ruthless uh, maniac or nagghasito tabi milega. He should do that actually. That is when we will get back to our senses, into some balance. But he provides everything to everybody, even if they don't turn around and thank him. We get frustrated by doing such a thankless job when nobody even acknowledges. Vasuhu, Pavakaha as air. How much service he has been doing? Have we ever stopped? And you know, one fine day you stand in your balcony or wherever, in the morning you... Fresh, nice, crisp air you breathe. And I said, Lord, thank you for this freshness. You fill my lungs with that freshness. Have you ever thanked? Early morning we wake up and see the bright, beautiful sun rising up. Lord, thanks for showing this bright face of yours. Thanks for brightening my day. We make such paltu statements with other, you know, where we have some invested uh, returns. What we call in Hindi as makhan baji, buttering. So if there is a boss and they say, oh, you made my day. Seeing you, my day has started with such a brightness. Thank you. Look at the Lord, have you ever thanked him? But he does impartially. Because there is no kalusha in his mind. As a parent, the parent never demands. Sometimes we, out of our utter frustration, we flip. I have been doing so much, nobody cares for me, nobody thanks me. Sometimes it gets irritating. But he is a good parent. (laughs) We may slip. Because that good tag is not there. We are a parent. He is a good parent. He doesn't complain. Because there is no expectation. He does what is required. For the good of his entire creation. Vasuhu Vasumanaha Satyaha Satyam means that he is the only one which is real. Baki sab, fake. Rest all are 
not even duplicates they're fake once i was a long time ago this is almost like 22 23 years ago after gurudev's mahasamadhi in 93 we came back <clears throat> we had gone to siddhavari and everybody's heart was really heavy and one of the senior yuva kendra members you know to lighten the situation said, let's go out very close by to the train station because we were waiting for we threw all our luggage into the cloak room and then we walked out because we had almost 5 4 and a half 5 hours for our train to come and luckily it was a starting point so it, there was no portion of delay <laughs> it starts on time in en route it can get delayed so we were assured that it will be on time so we threw our luggage into the cloak room and started walking and we didn't realize that the chor bazar was very next to it so we walked into it and there is this, there is this whole market area which is called chor bazar so suddenly getting into that chor bazar is such a hustle bustle of place you have food stalls you have electronic stalls you have uh, you know automobile stores you have everything under the sun that is required you can get it there so one of my friends i have to now it reminds me i have to buy a nice iron that will be nice if i can get it here so we went into a electronic store there there was one sardar ji standing there so i said paaji acha sa dikhao so he put immediately he assembled 10 different models he said this is the heaviest one this is the lightest one these are in between choose whatever so my friend kept asking me he didn't know hindi well so he kept telling me i need this brand called murphy there was this brand famous brand called murphy i need that brand only so first you choose then we can you know negotiate what you want and other things so understand what the models are here so that sadaji he must be in the business for long time he understood what language we were talking and he said murphy ka wala and he spoke in telugu <laughs> like you know wow and i said yes so he said first choose the model i said uh, but where is that murphy model he said choose whichever model you like and then he brought out a tray and he said i have i have all the labels whichever label you want i will punch it in <laughs> made as usa yeah made at usa you know what is usa ullas nagar sindhi association ullas nagar sindhi association not united states of america so i was really shocked he had all brands philip samsung samsonite or whatever brands that you want they were all there even he had brands which never manufactured electronics <laughs> that way we have lot of things fake around we have not even genuine emotions thoughts or words 
they are also fake. There is an expression, but there is no bhavana behind the expression. It is hollow, khokla. So first when I came into this country, I was so impressed. Whether the person knows you or doesn't know you, doesn't matter, he says hi to you. really amazed. Oh, what a culture. Good. I thought that is but it is like as empty as as hollow as anything else. Yes, even if you don't respond, that there, there is no waiting there. It is just a ritual. Similarly, all those the three words that we use so regularly, it has lost its meaning, essence and effectiveness. Thank you, sorry and please. So much so that it has become a demand. That when you do something, you keep waiting. You didn't say the, what is that word? Magic word, thank you. You didn't say the magic word. First time I heard it, I felt like saying get lost. That is the magic word. You don't demand it. It has to come from the heart. Yes, when you teach your children, you have to teach them the right stuff, so you keep insisting that they learn it. But we behave like children. I did so much, nobody thanked me. Nobody mentioned my name even. Grow up. Who is demanding it? We come to the platform to serve so that that ego is busted out. And that ego keeps demanding still. And we keep pampering it still. So the words don't have bhava in it. The thought doesn't have bhava in it. It doesn't have strength of stability in it. That any passing trickling emotion, thought or experience can destabilize our life. A little thing here in the physical health and then asmana khada kar dete. A little emotional, you know, such a depression. You don't even know the spelling of depression. What you are going through is a very minute little. How can you discard something like that? The clinical depression has got a totally different meaning. Wherein you are so debilitated that there there is no processing happening. There is a shiver all over the body. Nothing is under control. A little sad moment happens. You know, it is so depressing these days. Love. Another khokla word. Another. I love you. Do you love mommy? A gunpoint pay. It's like you know, point blank range, and you, you, you now the child is like, you know, not at this moment, but do I have a choice? Our love is basically nothing but a glorified attachment. It it has got no meaning or sense of love in it, because love knows no bondage. And what we do is purely in bondage. 
So there is no satyatva in it. There is no truthfulness in it. In the earlier days, when somebody took water in their hand and chanted a mantra and threw. And whatever be the sankalpa, it happened. Turn into a stone. And Ahalya turned into a stone. Don't try it at home or anywhere else. The nearest stone, they'll throw it on you. It doesn't work. To have that Siddhi, it starts with Vak Shuddhi. That Vak Shuddhi amplified the Satyatva, what you say starts happening. But neither in the thought, nor in the word, not in the deed, there is any stability of truthfulness in it. Though what we expect from everybody is nothing but truthfulness and honesty. However crooked be the group, even in the thugs, dons and uh, what do you call them, mafia, mafioso, what is the thing that you know keeps them together? What is it that they are expected? Isn't it trustworthiness and honesty and truthfulness in the group? Though with all that support of all truthfulness, what do they end up doing? Everything other than truthfulness. First time when I was watching this Pirates of Caribbean, what they do is stupid things. You know, loot, plunder the... The ship and its cargo and everything. And then they have a code of conduct for that. (laughs) Because what even the thugs, even the most crooked people respect is truthfulness. Is that honesty? Once I had done this experiment, I don't know if I have shared this with you. We were in a Kumbha Mela. Did I, I don't know if I have shared it here or not. So once I was in, this was about the last Kumbha Mela, Maha Kumbha Mela, which comes once in like 120 years or something. It was in Triveni Sangam. And uh, we were coming back and uh, we were in second AC and somebody had occupied it. Somebody had occupied and the worst part was, in the second AC, they were having the the cigar, desi cigar. So, it was AC, it was suffocating. So, I looked at him and said, bhai sahab, band karenge? So, he looks at me, you know, top to bottom and I said, kuch nahi hoga. You know, nothing will happen. I said, what do you mean, nothing will happen? So he says, I don't know if he meant it as jovially or not, but what came out was very jovial. What it meant was, you are not a petrol tank, that you have to be afraid of this burning cigar, nothing will happen, sit down. I said, like, you know, what to do with this fellow now? 
So I had to restrain my laughter there. Because they were sitting in our seats and they wouldn't let let go. Kept arguing and it went to almost to a fighting point. And suddenly, I don't know what happened, something flashed in me. You know, we are carrying that Ganga water back to our homes. So one of the bottles I flipped open, took that and said, Karne and started chanting Shanti Mantra. <laughs> and winked at other Brahmachari ji. Now he is just this Shivaratri was given sannyas. So winked at him. And he got the clue. And I said, Baba ji ko gusta gaya. <laughs> Baba ji has got now angry. You know, if he throws that water, you know, that sharp will be very heavy on you people. That curse will be heavy on you people. He got so scared, petrified, they immediately grabbed all their like. Then the rest of the compartment, the whole night, that was a big joke going around. <laughs> My fear was, if that fellow did not get up, I did not know how to withdraw <laughs> from that scene, from that act that I was putting up. Luckily, thankfully, it worked. Ours is only Natak. In those days, even Sankalpa Matrena, just by doing the Sankalpa at the thought level, it would fructify. Because their thought, word and deed had such integrity that that Satyatva, the truthfulness expressed. Because their Nishtha, their <coughs> abidance was in that Paramatma who is very Satyaswarupa. And that Satyaswarupa, the having that Nishtha, because Paramatma is the only real one. And what do we give value to? We give value to everything that is not Paramatma. We give value to what is called the anti-Paramatma. What is anti-paramatma? E-G-O. As somebody very beautifully defined it, what does ego stand for? Edging God out. E-G-O. And we value that. Paramatma is the very satyasvarupa, the very truth in, in, in truth incarnate. So the scriptures also say, Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma, that he is Satya, he is Jnana Swarupa and he is Ananta, unending, that he is the only truth, he is the only real in this world. In fact, the world has to be perceived, if perceived as Paramatma, that is the only real perception. Vasur Vasumana Satyaha Samatma Samita Samaham Samatma 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 Manaha Yasya Ragadvesha Divihi Adushitaha 
सह समात्मा टू मेंटेन बैलेंस इन स्पाइट ऑफ पोलैरिटी दैट वन इज कॉल्ड सम आत्मा दैट इंडिविजुअल दैट ग्रेट परसोनिफिकेशन हु इज द वेरी एक्सप्रेशन ऑफ बैलेंस सो वी हैव अशांति I'm talking about the polarities. We have ashanti. So, what is the other end of the polarity? Shanti. So, the shanti that we have, the peace, the so-called peace that we have, is vulnerable peace. Why? Anything that we are attached to can shatter that peace. So, what we have is not P E C. We have. P I E We have only pieces, <laughs> shattered pieces. See, we don't observe that when we are in a room, especially in this country. Sometimes I observe it in my own modulation. <clears throat> that the ac vents are blowing and it creates a sound but we get used to it but for something like on a saturdays and sundays when one after the other one after the other, back to back to back when i'm speaking even that effort seems to be a lot to be constantly speaking and suddenly you know as if a grace or a blessing that vent stops and when i you know modulate then back to my normal voice that is when i realize that to overcome that sound i have been speaking on a higher tone higher pitch and that is an effort the moment that pressure is gone that sound is gone then i come back to a normal voice until then we don't even realize that we are under constant ashanti when we get to that other end of polarity we get instantaneous peace that ashanti is gone we feel at peace that agitation is gone but it is still vulnerable anything out there can topple that shanti what is samatma mean that balanced equipoise and that is why it is recognized not as shanti or ashanti it is recognized as prashanti prashanti that state of balance which exists both in the noise as well as the absence of noise sometimes absence of noise does not give shanti it gives more agitation <clears throat> especially when the kids have grown up and they have gone for their education for their jobs and they have settled and now in that big bhut bangla cuz texan homes are huge on an average we have what let me ask the builder on average what 3000 4000 square foot is an average easily 3500 is easily average So, 3,500 square foot house. There are like you know, blick blick. There are two people living. 
by that time they are also like you know one lives in that room another one lives in the other room <laughs> and then such parents tell what they call it there is a technical word emptiness Swamiji it has become such an emptiness that thank God I was waiting for this spring break and the kids have come their friends have also come now it feels like home that there is a lot of hustle bustle happening. Others I got tired of the silent home. Sometimes that silence also, that, that shanti also gets onto your nerves. And it gets to awkwardness. You may have observed that awkward moment of silence when suddenly everybody, the whole group is speaking, there is crosstalk and suddenly there is that ghost moment. Everybody stops speaking. It's awkward. So silence can be awkward. But prashanti can never be awkward. It is in spite of the sound or the absence of sound. In spite of ashanti or shanti. That kind of balance, what shanti and ashanti I took was just one, one example, one sampling. In all walks of life to maintain that balance, whether the presence of it or the absence of it does not create a ripple in that individual. Such one is called Samatma. And Paramatma is truly that Samatma. Whether it is during the creation, whether it is after having created or during the dissolution, he is in that equipoise. Wherein his balance is not lost. And if we are aiming for attaining that great Paramatma in our own heart, where is the starting point? To find that balance within. There is one title in Chinma Mission, a book title. Neither too tight so neither too loose nor too tight. Just right. Neither too loose nor too tight. Just right. And we may think now visualizing and all walks of life to maintain that. It is such a difficult task. It is a difficult task only in the beginning. Once it becomes the, your very nature... Then all walks of life, it is an, it, it's a seamless process. Do you remember your first days of learning car? Or for that matter, learning the bicycle? Has anybody learned cycling without having few punctures all over our body? Few tapes here, few tapes here, there, you know... Have you learnt anybody? I am yet to see one. In spite of having those two, what do you call those extra wheels? Trainer. Trainer wheels. Invariably they have to fall. I can tell you my recent experience. Not about cycling. But about a year and a half ago or two years ago. And after having couple of close calls with water. I love getting into water in the ocean or lakes and other, a couple of close calls. 
got saved in the nick of the moment. I said, enough. Either I shouldn't enter into it or learn at least the skill to survive for a while. <laughs> Not immediately drown. <clears throat> I shared that uh, interest with one of our mission members. He said, Swamiji, I'll teach you. I went there. And uh, said, come into the water. So I went. So I was only treading uh, all the way up until my waist because that was my comfort zone <laughs> beyond which I was not comfortable. <clears throat> so he said, you know, he put his hands underneath and held me in that water because of the buoyancy it becomes easier to hold. He said, now start you know, striking your hands and legs. So not like this, but in a coordinated way. You know, have that movement of your legs and your hands and let it be a, uh, he used a word, a windmill kind of a movement. That you know, use your hands in that movement you know, one after the other and then move your legs intermittently. And let it not bend at the knee level, maintain the movement from your hip down as one single stroke of the, I understood, technicality I understood. The moment he removed his hand. <laughs> The understanding of the technicalities and the science behind it, I was I knew I understood it very clearly. Because he used to attend, he still attends, attend my lectures. He took a complete badla on me. He said, Swamiji, this is called Vedanta in practice. You have to let go your wrong convictions. You have to let go of your fear. It is difficult to drown. It is easy to stay float. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, if you can trust me. And he said, don't you say the same thing that you should have the Shraddha in the Guru. If you trust me, take a deep breath okay? and you know, don't move, don't move your hands or legs just so that you will get that confidence. Just take a deep breath, don't need to breathe underwater or nothing of that kind. Just try to let go of your legs slowly. And the first experience. It took a while, you know, it, because suddenly I leave my legs with a jerk and then I tumble and fall and again I have to get up with such, uh, you know, cinematic. Uh, after a couple of such trials, he said, keep trying. He kept insisting. So one flick of a moment, I then slowly released my legs, touching the floor, put my hands out there and finally let go. And then a wonderful moment happened. I was not sinking. I wouldn't claim that as floating. What I observed was, I was not sinking. And that built a confidence. Now he said, hold on to the railing of the 
and start moving your legs. So I did that for you know, 20 minutes. That's when I understood it gets tiring. It tires you out. <clears throat> and then he gave a, a floaty, you know, a foam thing base, a pad. And he said, hold on to it with your hands and start kicking your legs. Now, it was no more a stable platform. It was a, a floating platform. And as I started kicking my legs, I realized that when I picked my head up, I could only hold for so long. I picked my head up and so I had moved four or five feet. I said, ah, I got a little more confidence. Then I could take a deep breath, put my hands forward and just move my legs and I could move five, seven feet. But you know, first was funny that I would hit, start moving my legs and the movement was reversed. <laughs> I still don't know how I managed it. But instead of moving forward, I would go always backward and my legs would hit the wall and then again get up. <clears throat> then I said, you know, you are not doing the movement right. It has to come from the hips and start moving your legs in this motion. Then he said, now add your hand movements to it. Now when you start adding hand movements, you have to let go of that foam. Now, I had this uh, conviction that it is not, uh, you will not drown. Then I started adding the hand movements. Then was a problem, how to breathe? Breathe was not synchronizing. So we have to reverse the process. Usually we breathe with our nostrils sorry, and breathe out with our nostrils. The process has to be reversed. While you pull your head out, breathe with your nostrils and as your head is in, breathe out through your mouth. And he taught me a beautiful technique. He said, do Brahmari. Brahmari is a pranayamic technique wherein you, you make that sound of a bee. So, as long as you are hearing that sound, it reminds you to breathe through your mouth. Sorry, breathe out through your mouth. Not that now I have become an expert. I realize that I will sink little later. <laughs> At least I can give the opportunity to whoever wants to save a couple of minutes before I can finally drown in. But to get to that balance was a difficult task. Once you get that balance, even after, you know, 25, 30, 40 years, get onto that bike, get onto the cycle. You will never feel uncomfortable because that balance is not lost. Car driving. You know, you keep turning and then the hand goes like this because you, you, you're so scared that you will not let the steering go. At least learning here is easy because the parameters are quite less. Because your foot has to do either a brake and a accelerator. Add a clutch to it. And one hand on the wheel and one hand on the gear. It gets tough. The first time I learnt because there also, I knew all the technicalities of it. That's what? About 
I had just become a brahmachari, I think. Yeah, that was the first time. I was posted in Vijayawada. So, at somebody's house, there, there was a Maruti car, 800. <clears throat> so, I asked somebody, can I take your car? So, they thought I knew driving. <laughs> and they came. With what I understood, you know, there was a couple of uh, hitches that I would start and then the, the releasing of the clutch, I, I had to figure that out, that balance. And once I figured that out, you know, putting into the other gears and you know, they, they, all that was easy because I had observed it quite uh, keenly that, you know, moving into that was easy. And Vijayawada is a small town. I immediately, while driving, I was focusing on driving and then I become awareful of my surroundings. I see myself on the main highway, national highway. And I am almost close to crossing the river, border of the city, on a bridge. And suddenly downpour. And thundering downpour. So, while driving, uh, you know, stick shift, first time driving, managed somehow to, you know, it was not the auto window up, the power window. So, you know, the struggle to put it up. And then, the, the most terrifying thing was, I couldn't see the road. Because the wiper, I did not know how to turn that on. <laughs> I would do use this, that, and you know. So, luckily, crossed the bridge, went to the other side, pulled over, put the hazard light, and then, you know, it took for five, six minutes to figure out all the ingredients there, and then finally figured out how to turn the wiper on. You don't want to share this with your kids, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> and that too, this was without license. On the national highway, direct first experience. It is so confusing. Now once you become an expert at it, then you have the uh, US car mudra. I am not a dancer, but I develop certain mudras. Do you know what this mudra is? American car driver mudra. So, this is the phone, this is on the wheel and this is coffee. So, you are on the phone, you are drinking your coffee, probably following the NPR, the radio station, driving, looking at the traffic, maintaining that car in that speed and it is... It is effortless, it is seamless. How do you maintain that balance? Samatma. Practice, right? Similarly, if we have to attain that Paramatma who is the most perfectly balanced, where do we have to start from? Start from balancing these equipments. Body, mind and intellect. These when controlled into that balance, we have a fair amount of probable chance to reach to that Paramatma Stiti. Samatma, Samitaha, <coughs> Samitaha, 
Samitaha means that which is acceptable. <clears throat> so we call it even in Hindi we use Sammati. Sammati is you know, approval, accepted, okayed. So here our Shankaracharya says, <clears throat> Sarvaihi api arthajataihi parichinnaha mitaha. Sarvai parichinnaha amitaha iti asam mitaha. Sarva kaleshu sarva vikara rahitvat samaha. That is called sammati. Sammitaha. Sammitaha means <coughs> mita. To be limited. Limited by various reasons, various at various levels. To be limited. Sammatihi, sammitaha means to be beyond all limitations. When, when does something get okayed? There is a certain parameter. And in that parameter, it has to be complete and when it is complete it is okayed so when a bridge is built or when a building is built there is this quality control what do they do they check they check the quality when it when is it okayed when it is complete unto itself then it is okayed I am talking of non-corrupt processes. Where corruption works, it doesn't matter whether it is complete unto itself or not. If you feel the completeness that it brings, you are ready to put your signature across. Shamelessly, of course. You get bribed. That is not called okaying. And this is one meaning of Sammitaha. <clears throat> what is the most acceptable thing? That whether somebody knowledgeable, not knowledgeable, somebody who is with wisdom, without wisdom, somebody who has wealth, who does not have wealth, everybody accepts it. It is universal. Sammitaha means that which is universal, acceptable. Whether it is caste, religion, creed, gender, nationality, across all these borders, across all these limitations, everybody tends to accept this as the ultimate reality. And what is that ultimate reality? All of us invariably Accept one thing for sure. I do what I do so that I can be happy. Isn't it? Isn't that one common factor which is acceptable to everybody? Whatever religion, whatever caste, whatever creed, whatever nationality, whether intelligent, unintelligent, wise, otherwise, rich, poor, isn't that what we aim for? Isn't that which is acceptable? 
I do because I want to be happy. Everybody's aim is that. Now if you analyze, why is that one thing so universal? Our scriptures say, we have just read that also. Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma. What is the definition of that Paramatma? Satyam Jnanam Anantam Brahma. Or the other word that we use, Satchidananda Brahma. Sat Chit Ananda. The first two aspects of Paramatma are already realized. Though I shouldn't be saying this, each one of us is two-thirds realized. Only one-third Bevkuf. Sorry to put it that way. I'll explain what it means. Sat and Chit is already a part of our experience. What does Sat being an experience mean? Simple fact. I exist. Which brings the age old logic. I think, therefore I exist. Or I exist, therefore I think. There are many new logicians, even from the times of Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, this, this argument has always been eternal. There are some who claim that, uh, I think, therefore I exist. Without that cognition of my thinking, how do I even know that I exist? So, the logic of Vedanta says, very simple question, you sleep. In your sleep, are you thinking? Say, yes, I am dreaming. There is a thinking process. There are moments wherein you are, you are not dreaming. You are snoring away to glory. You are deep in sleep. You didn't even know that you had such good sleep while you are sleeping. Because there is no processing. If what we say that I think therefore I exist, if that were true, the moment I have to sleep, each one of us would have been scared. Why? The moment I stop thinking, it immediately presupposes that I cease to exist. Therefore, we would be walking, talking zombies, scared to sleep. But because I continue to exist even after sleep, I am independent of thinking. Thinking happens because I exist. So, existential reality, Sat, is already a experience. It's my own personal, first-hand, unshakable conviction. Now, the second part, Chit. Chit means Jnana Swarupaha. Is that a part of experience? Another simple question or a test will reveal that. Do I know that I exist? And don't give me a blank stare. Then I am not in Chinmay mission. Then I am in some kind of a cuckoo's nest. (laughs) See the cuckoo's nest? A nest where <laughs> all those who have gone cuckoo are kept. 
in some mental asylum. If somebody says, do you exist? Patani? I don't know. Then you look around and say, hey, do I exist? But we know that. I, I exist. I know I exist. That knowing of my own existence is called Jnana Swarupaha. I know that I exist. And they are not different. Existence and knowledge of that existence, they are not too different. And what is the third definition of the Lord? Anandaha. Why do you think we are searching for Ananda? Universally. Because it is our nature. If it were not our nature, it would not have been this universal phenomena for searching that one aspect which is acceptable to everybody as the very purpose of life. What is the purpose of life? To be happy. A corollary to that, which I have always said, nobody ever puts effort to be miserable. Have you ever put? I am talking of the intention, not the result of it. We may be experiencing misery at the end of it, but the intention for which we have activated that particular action, is never. In the Sankalpa, well, we do puja. You know, we say that jnana vairagya, bhakti jnana vairagya siddhyartam, ashtaishwarya siddhyartam. Have we ever done a Sankalpa? Paripurna dukkha prapti siddhyartam. Oh, Swamiji, we don't need to do a sankalpa for that. We are already there. Effortlessly, we are there. Aren't we? So, nobody puts an effort to be dukhi. All the effort is universal to be sukhi. And that is samvitaha. The most acceptable truth. Whether you are an atheist, theist, whether you are a Hindu, Muslim, Christian, Jew, doesn't matter. And that is why Sanatana Dharma is universal in its approach. It transcends the, the barriers of all kinds. It transcends gender, it transcends caste, creed, nationality. Because it focuses on this aspect of our very nature, which is acceptable across the borders. If that is the only truth. Samitaha. Samaha. Samaha. Because it is this universal, it is the most balanced state of existence. The entire nature, how does it work? Wherever there is imbalance, it wants to get back to that balance. In our ashram back in Bombay, we had built a new Saraswati Nilayan, Pravachan Hall and Anakshetra for the students, the brahmacharis to eat. 
and in that new facility <coughs> there were these couple of sparrows families and they would live and uh, they would come around the you know wall doors around the photographs and other places they would keep pricking they could keep uh, digging in to the wall so much so you could see that you know entire layer is gone so one day one of our senior acharyas he came and said okay so these birds are uh, you know going to hatch or you know lay eggs they are in that mating season i was wondering how do you know because they are eating up all the calcium on the wall no chuna jo hota hai they eating up all the calcium that has been coated on the wall which is required for their raw ingredient to house that you know to create that egg shell so they are eating up all that so there is a lack so the nature works in such a way that it finds the appropriate antidote to fulfill that so that you feel that internal balance and because it is such a valid staring naked truth it is called samaha samaha the most equipoised balanced state to be in and some people say that realization is a desire and when the scriptures say that be desireless isn't aiming for realization and mukti hypocritical now one side you say give up all the desires another side you have the de- they say you should have the intensity for you know mukti now as the intensity is growing it is your desire which is growing how can you have you know two contradicting things there so the scriptures have said baba don't worry moksha is not a desire therefore in the four purusharthas moksha is called the fourth one dharma artha kama if moksha was a desire they would have already put it under the sub classification of desire but they have separated it out why because the point is i have a desire to procure and secure that which i don't have that which i already have that which i already possess i don't have a desire for it i have a watch i don't have a desire for that watch if i see something better than this bbs you know what bbs is back borrow steel so somebody says swami ji you have to add one more b there okay bbbs back borrow buy or steel you have a desire for something which you don't have don't possess and moksha is what you are not trying to procure something it is already your nature that which is already your nature you are just cognizing it you are just knowing it you have just forgotten it 
to remember something that which you already are, you are not creating, you are not generating. Hence, therefore, to recognize is not called a desire. And from that standpoint as well, samaha, samaha, it is the most balanced state of being, not an agitated state of being. Sammitaha samaha. Amogaha. Amogaha. It will make more sense if we understand the meaning of what the opposite of it is. Mogaha. Mogaha. What does it mean? Vrtharta jivinaha. Roughly translated, useless bum. Phaltu. Bombay accent. Phaltu. Useless fellow. Vrtharta jivinaha. Nishphalaha. There is no benefit, there is no use. He is called Mogaha. Very disappointing person. So what does Amogaha mean? The most useful, the most promising, the most truthful. So when we Turn ourselves towards God, towards that self, towards that core within. The blessings of that Lord are the most truthful. And He has already given that blank check to everybody. Even before we begin, He has already given it. Unlike our dealing, right? If you do this, then I will give. He has already given it. What has he given as a promise? Sarva dharman parityadya. Maam ekam sharanam vraja. Aham tva sarva papebhya moksha ishyami mashucha. Sarva dharman parityadya. What does he mean by that? One, one side he says, you know, Swadharma Nidharam Shreya Paradharma Bhayavaha. You know, follow your Swadharma. Bhagavan must be really confused totally. You know, Vedanta sometimes can do that to individuals. One side he says, you know, follow your dharma, other side he says, almost in the same 700 shlokas, couple of times there is this contradiction wherein he says, you know, give up all your dharma, sarva dharma and parityadya. Reference to context, RTC. If you don't understand it with reference to context, it will lead to confusion. I was in a yajna in some place, this is back in India, and they had given, you know, some devotee's house, they had given us adjacent room, which had a separate entrance and exit. And uh, whatever was happening in that house, I could hear it. 
I could not see it. Outside. There's one wall, common wall. So, all that I could hear was this sentence in sequence. So, the first sentence was, the little girl who just started learning to read. You know, they have this habit, once they start getting to read, any label, anything that is moved, you know, they can, they start reading it loud. So, she reads. At that time, my name was different. So, Brahmachari Uddhav Chaitanya. The moment my name was uttered, I said, okay, what happened? Why is this girl taking my name? My ears all like, you know, antennas were up. There was a pause. And then she says, Rakshas hai. I'm like, uh, what happened to this girl? What wrong did I do to this girl? Why is she calling me a demon? An Asura, a Rakshasa. So I quickly closed the book that I was studying, got up, went inside, knocked. And I said, what did you say just now? She said, what? I said, nothing. So the mother also said, nothing. She said, nothing. I heard her you know, say this, say my name. Oh, that she was reading on the... the, the my Yajna was there in that area. In the local channel, they were having that scroller running on the TV. So she read my name. And meanwhile, <clears throat> the mother must have asked or whispered, you know, what movie is this or something? So there is a movie called Rakshas. For me, that, that particular uh, sequence was not in place. The reference was not there. All that I could hear was, Brahmachari Uddhav Chaitanya Rakshas hai. He is a demon. How did you know the reality? <laughs> it has to have the reference to context. Similarly here, when Bhagavan says, you know, follow your dharma, even if it is not glamorous, Shreyan Swadharmo Vigunaha. And on the other hand, he says, give up all your dharma. You have to refer to it. While doing your karma yoga, follow, understand your dharma and live up to it completely. Though it may not be glamorous. On the other hand, as a final sadhana, he says, Sarva dharman, sarvan anyan dharman tyaja. We have assumed a lot of unnecessary dharma which is not ours. We have assumed the dharma of a body. Use the body, but don't assume it's a dharma. Use the vehicle to travel, but don't become a car, don't behave like a car, don't live like a car. Don't get, get rid of that identification. Sarvan, Anyan, Dharman, Parityajya, Maam Ekam, Atmanam, that core of being, Sharanam, Raja. Attain to that core of the being, firmly abide in it, having reached there. Sarva Papa, you know, all the Papa and everything that we have done, the Vasanas that we have gathered are destroyed completely. However, you know, overwhelming be our life, if we change from extrovert to introvert, the change is promised. 
and because he is that efficient power who gives this word of promise, he is called Amogaha. Amogaha, that who promises his word or lives by his word. Amogaha. Pundari Kaksha. Pundari Kaksha, where do you find it? It is such a beautiful sequence if you understand the 108 names, uh, no, sorry, 1000 uh, names. They are all beautiful pointers, one after the other sequentially. So, where do I find this Amoghatva? It says Pundari Kaksha. Pundari Kaksha, Khrat Pundari Ke Virajam Vishuddham. The center of our own being, which is called the spiritual heart. Hrit Pundarika in the lotus of the spiritual heart. There is one heart with four walls which is constantly doing its pumping work. That is not the heart. Where is the heart? It is right where the rib cage parts. There is a little cavity. That is the, that is in chakra language. It is called the Anahata. Even the Sufi language they use it as Anhat. So that Anahata chakra is the spiritual heart. Where is that Paramatma? Right here in the Hrit Pundarika. In the cave of, in the heart, lotus of that heart. Right here. We don't need to search anywhere. Turn that mind towards within, that core and right there is that Paramatma, the Lord of our own Ishta. Pundari Kaksha. How do you reach there? Vrusha Karma. Follow that Paramatma as the very embodiment of Vrusha. Vrusha means Dharma. Therefore, Lord Shiva also is called Vrishadhvaja. Vrishadhvaja, the one who has dharma as his flag. And dharma is represented by the Vrisha. In Bhagavad, there is dharma which has four legs and it takes the shape of a cow. In Kali Yuga, poor cow is limping on one leg. And what leg is that? It is the Satya. The other limbs are non-functional. The only limb of Dharma that is functional, that even the crooked people understand, is Satya. Satya is its Dharma. So, Vrisha means Dharma. Vrisha Karma, meaning doing the righteous deed. How do you reach to that Hrutpundarika? Doing the righteous deed through body, mind and intellect. When we perform the righteous deeds, righteous actions. And what should be the attitude of performing those righteous actions? With the attitude of Ishwararpana Bhava. Without the egocentric actions. When such actions performed righteously, they lead to that purification. 
once the body, mind and intellect are purified and we detached through them, where do you find that Paramatma? Right here in this heart. Now one may ask, why should we even you know, focus on turning our lives righteously? If he is anyway going to pardon us, he can pardon me with what I am doing right now. I let me. Why should I change my life? Because it says Bhagavan is himself, Vrsha Akriti. He is the embodiment of Dharma. What does Dharma mean? That which is the innate balance or nature of that Vastu is called its Dharma. What is the dharma of fire? To give heat and light. I am not talking from a different materialistic standpoint. Fire gives heat and light. Can there be a cold fire? If it is cold, then it is not fire. Oh, back in India, fire was really hot, you know. In America, fire is not hot. Then you are confused. You may be looking at a 3D image of fire. You know, the holographic uh, image of fire and not real fire. If it is fire, it has to have heat and light. That is its dharma, that is its nature. Similarly, what is the nature of that Paramatma? Righteousness is its very nature. And once we transform our lifestyle to that integrity of righteousness, it shall purify the seeker. It shall purify the individual. If this advice is not taken seriously, then what happens? He becomes, he comes into our life as Rudra. So, what is that meaning of Rudra that we will see next time we meet? We will continue with the 26th, not 26th. We will continue with the 13th shloka next month when we meet. So far we have completed 113 pointers to the Lord. God willing, we will continue with further. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyate Om Shant Shant Shantihi Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Harihi Om